waiting on this. I've been waiting too. What's going on, people? It's your boy Izzy. It's your boy Taz. And this is the, the Taz, Taz and Izzy, Izzy Show. We have a very, very, very special episode for you guys uh, today, especially if you're the type to be sad um, uh, or you have lack of motivation. This is definitely the episode for you. Um, as we have a very special guest. Hey, come on, give him, give him the introduction. <laughs> the introduction. He is an author. Hey. Oh. He's ambidextrous. Two hands. <laughs> <laughs> He's a car enthusiast, <laughs> gym fanatic, hey. and future valedictorian. It's the one and only Timmy Speaks. Hello, people. How are we doing? Now we're good, man. How you doing, though? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on this. No worries, man. So, um, have you finished your exams now? Yeah, I was done earlier this week, which was the Tuesday. On the fourth of June. Nice. Do, right. do do you feel free yet, or you know what? After exams, it was like, so I got them and I was like, what am I supposed to do with myself? Because obviously, university is like, it's twenty four seven. Yeah. Like you go to work, you come back, work's done. Yeah. But university, you come back from work. I mean, you come back from uni, <laughs> you got to do work. Yeah. You got absolutely. deadlines, so it's like, hmm. So I'm just kind of easing myself back into it, and yeah. it's like, I hear that. Yeah, I'm just like taking it slow. It's weird relaxing though, isn't it? Because. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it feels like you're doing something wrong. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'll, I'll be sitting there, like, am I supposed to be doing something right now? So yeah, it's slowly but surely. Mm. I hear that. Um, obviously, I already introduced you, but yeah, do you want to just introduce yourself one yeah. time? My name is Timmy, um, otherwise known as Timmy Speaks. Um, I'm a speaker. I'm, I'm an award-winning speaker, entrepreneur, and also I've got a book which is called The Process. Let's go. Also available on Amazon, and basically, the book summed up is just a book to help you on your personal journey to become the best version of yourself. Chase, hey, I like and that, mate. We'll definitely <laughs> uh, talk more about that later on in the, yeah, like in the episode. But uh, firstly, like, let's just take it back a little bit and um, let's talk about your childhood. How was that coming up? Did you have a good childhood? Good yeah, parents? I think yeah, I had a good childhood. I lived ten years in Nigeria, so oh, oh yeah. yeah, I actually came to the country in two thousand and eight, which was twelve. 11, 11 years, years ago. ago. I think it's crazy because, like, I don't, I don't get an accent from you. At yeah, all. yeah, I don't. Yeah, but then, like, there is a theory that if you move to England um, before you're thirteen and then you make it to like twenty, um, you actually don't get an accent from Nigeria. You just <laughs> fall into the English accent. Yeah, I think it's easier to transition. Obviously, depending on your age. So let's say if you come here like what fifteen, I yeah. think. Yeah. You kind of like stuck. Yeah, way. it's yes. harder, anyways. But I think the younger you are, the easier it is. I agree. No, definitely, I agree. Definitely. Um, and what about high school? Was that was that good for you? Did you get bullied, or were you were you the bully? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I definitely didn't get bullied. Okay. High high school was good in terms of I came to the country basically year seven. Yeah. It's basically yeah. start from the bottom. Um, I didn't know anyone in school because obviously, mm. obviously pe- um, people in year six they normally come to like similar high schools or they go to the same secondary yeah, school. Yeah. So they have a few friends. So I stepped into year seven, no friends, no knew no one in the country, and I kind of worked my way up in terms of um, like in school as well. Obviously, you got friends, all of that. And when I left high school, I was actually the senior depth head boy. So okay. it's kind of like a start from the bottom yeah, sort of thing. Literally. So yeah, high school was good. It was definitely adventurous. Obviously you have your rebellious years. Yeah, you have your, of course, of course. You have your rebellious years, you have your good years and yeah, it was a time to mature. I hear that man. And then obviously sixth form came straight after. Was that like a like a big jump for you from high school to sixth form? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, did you did you guys do six form? I did. Yeah, I did six form. And you. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's like, like, so, like, there's good and bad for me. And mm. the good stuff for me is that the teachers treat you with a lot more respect, um, and like they actually see you as more of an adult than they did in um, in yeah. high school. But the bad for me is the work. The work increase here, like, did they did not prepare you for that at all? Yeah, that's one thing. That it's it's crazy. Like you just like throw with a whole lot of responsibility. Yeah, like in terms of like just being like a senior as well, mm-hmm. and then like. Just the workload. It's mm. actually it's actually crazy. I know a lot of people that are just like, yo, six months crazy. <laughs> it actually <laughs> was because, like you said, the workload is just intense. It's like, if you if if you it, it could be argued here yeah, that first year of university was easier than sixth form. Do you agree? Yeah, you know what? Loki, I would agree, man. Hundred percent. Because sixth form is like, because you're sixteen, yeah. You start six form, you're like, yeah, life's easy. Or, yeah, mm. I, just, I, I just do GCSEs. I'm a big man now. Mm. <laughs> you get slapped in the face. Yeah, the levels, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, A levels was tough. I can't lie. It definitely was tough, but but you survived. Yeah, you That's survived. Thing. You get through it. And obviously, you went to university straight after. There was no gap here. Yeah, no gap here. So what made you choose Portsmouth? Hmm. <laughs> Funny, funny enough, I didn't. Well, it was my insurance choice. It wasn't my first choice. So like, mm. you, you're not the first person to say that. Like, <laughs> honestly, ninety percent of guests yeah, that come on this 90%. show say that Postman was not the first choice. Hundred percent. It's actually so funny because, um, so my first choice is actually Southampton, which is just mm, across rivals, the road, yeah, yeah. and their rivals as well. And results day, A levels came now, and. Um, I didn't get the grades. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. And obviously Southampton didn't take me in, but obviously Portsmouth welcomed me with open arms, which mm-hmm. I'm grateful for. And that's how I found myself in Portsmouth. Okay. And then like how how was your three years here? Just somewhere quickly. Four. Four. Well, four yeah, because I went on placement. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was I think it was like a journey. It, it was a discovery period in terms of first year. I came to uni had like an average mindset, you know, like I wouldn't necessarily aim for the first. I'd be like, yeah, if I get a 2-1, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 2-2, two, 2-1, two, two, yeah. But, so like firstly, I realised the power of the mind in terms of you are able to believe, like, if you choose to believe something, you are able to achieve it. Mm-hmm. So I started to believe that, okay, wait, wait, the person that got first there, why, why did they believe they could get a first so it's just a thing of believing so I started to change my mindset mm. I started to believe that good things were supposed to happen to me that I could be great I could achieve a lot of things right. so that was first year second year first year is where I started my first business as well um, damn so about that what's the business re- oh yeah so it was basically uh, online e-commerce business so basically what I did was I talk about in the book I used my overdraft mm. you know the ones that I love seeing spend <laughs> thanks so I realised that money was just sitting there and I was like, okay, how can I make money? So it goes back to the fact, okay, I wanted to get my first car. So it links cars and business linked to me. Yeah. So I wanted to get my first car. I was like, okay, cool. I need a bit of money. My parents are not trying to get me a first car until I'm 21. And I was 18 at the time. Yeah. So I was like, cool, I'm going to take it into my own hands. And so I was thinking, okay, how can I make more money? I saw my overdraft there and I knew like, I had like a good salesperson skills inside yeah. of me. So I knew I could sell stuff in a way. So, I just started typing a line, oh, how can I make more money? Right. <laughs> I'm like, it was I mean, that big. No, honestly. It was yeah. literally that big. And then, like, a lot of blogs, like, so it, it kind of led me to, like, the e-commerce side. So, I basically went online, I, I, um, 
And this was a time where segways were kicking off. Okay. Like electrical speakers, you know, LED yeah. speakers, yeah. things like that. So I imported them from China. I sold it on eBay. I was getting good money. I was weekly for like a 10-week period up, up to the... Um, yeah, we're making a profit on that. Yeah, like profit you. weekly. Like it was a routine. I come out from uni, package things in the morning, go to post office. On the Friday, all the new stuff comes on the Monday. <laughs> I repeat for literally 10 weeks. So yeah, that was... My first business in in first year, and going into second year, um, yeah, second year was tough. The it, it definitely felt the the increase, the increase, <laughs> <laughs> the increase in work and responsibilities. Um, and yeah, went on placement. Obviously, a lot happened in that year. Um, the book, things like that. Then yeah, got back and my final year, and here I am. I like that man. And then, obviously, you mentioned that um, that you're a motivational speaker and you go by the name of Timmy Speaks. Yeah. So just tell us um, how that came about. I think, because I'm a Christian, and I think the name was actually given to me by, I'll say God, because it put it like, like the Holy Spirit, which I say, everyone, if you're, you know I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you're about, yeah. <laughs> so it was something that um, came on my heart. It was like, Timmy Speaks. And I was like, hmm, that's not a bad name. I mean, I do speak, so to me, to me, I'm speak, to me speak. Very simple. So very simple, you know, I don't need any other fancy name. So mm-hmm. literally, it was a name that was impressed on my heart. And we, I went from there, basically, started calling myself Timmy Speaks. Okay. Then other people started calling me Timmy Speaks. I like calling you Timmy Speaks more than I do Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know, you know, man. Timmy Speaks got a nice ring to it. Yeah, it does. When I say it, I'm like, yeah. It's just like, clean. I feel motivated when yeah. I say it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just clean. It's just clean. Even, when I, even when we introduced him, I was like, Timmy Speaks. Bro. Yeah. That's the name, though. <laughs> Timmy Speaks, though. Honestly. <laughs> no, it's them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was the inspiration behind you wanting to actually motivate people? I think it all goes down to secondary school in mm. terms of... Right, the whole idea of being average so when i was in secondary school i played rugby at club level yeah and um the truth is i wasn't i was good but i wasn't good enough to make like county level or like make like um uh like club and not club professional level in a way so i was good for that club level and that kind of really helped me to that's when i started discovering power of motivation so i realized that okay if i want to become a better rugby player i will go down i'll exercise I'll do extra drills to become a better person because mm. when I started playing obviously I wasn't first pick and by the time I like got to when I was Colts level I was first pick I was like making an impact in the team right. things like that. so that's what really got me into motivation and the desire to speak is okay I know me for one I can talk <laughs> Like, okay, sometimes if, if you don't really know me, you may not really think that I talk, but I know I can talk. I, I know yeah, I have yeah, it in me. No, we know. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so I kind of combined that motivation, um, the fact that I could talk, and I just knew that there's more to life. Mm. And that's what really drove me to get into motivation and wanting to become a better person. Okay, so look, it felt like a calling almost. Yeah, like I feel like, yeah, like it's definitely God, something God is calling me into. Right. How did you, you kick it off? Was it like, um, was it on YouTube or, yeah, like you actually went to a venue and... So it was actually in uh, high, um, A-levels. Where we needed it the most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually A levels. Um, where so 
you know in your forms in Ada was did you have like like red house blue house yeah, things yeah. like that right and uh, so we would host assemblies each house would host assemblies and they were willing to um, and they had to like present to the whole six form of over like two hundred plus people excluding teachers so it was like a congregation basically yeah and that was I would say the first not the first time I spoke because I always knew I had the speaking ability inside of me mm-hmm. so I just had to bring it out so the first time so that was the first time a lot of people saw me speak at that assembly and at, the, at that point that was when they were actually recruiting for like head boy and senior uh. head boy and <laughs> the funny thing is okay the funny thing is in my school at that time to be a prefect I mean to be a senior deputy head boy you have to be a prefect right? yeah. so this is how I know God is amazing yeah <laughs> so I gave that talk everyone was amazed like everyone's like clapping all of that stuff and like the teachers came up to me and was like oh, Tim why don't you why don't you apply for head boy or why don't you apply for senior head boy and I was obviously I didn't tell them I wasn't a prefect but the requirement was you had to be a prefect Oh. so I was like okay might as well put in my application and yeah I was um Selected as the senior deputy head boy, even so, though you weren't even a even prefect. though I wasn't a prefect. I mean, I probably shouldn't say the first time that's allowed as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they still don't even know, do they? That you no, they, a prefect? no, they didn't know. Wow, so it's just like it was kind of like because of that talk, because of stepping out of my comfort zone, it was like, okay, this is the kind of person we want to have that level, level of responsibility. Okay, so yeah, that's that was where I really started. Um, as you asked, mm. that was where I really started my speaking. Then I went to Toastmasters. It's no. a. Have you heard the Toastmasters? No, no, yeah. So it's a place where. You know Toastmasters? No, I'm sure you're gonna say it. Yeah. So so it's a place where they train you into speaking professionally. Oh. Okay. So it's just like um. So you go in, you have to give us and they, they tell you the do's and don'ts, and you have to speak to different congregation. There was a month where I was I gave a talk every week, and it was like literally different different locations. Mm. So I spoke in Windsor. I spoke in um. I spoke in Ascot. I spoke in um, Maidenhead, and it was so it was over the place. yeah, it was literally it was it wasn't easy because a lot of people see yeah, Timmy speaks, but they don't see the work that mm, like, yeah, that's gone or like into the training, just, like even the belief just to get like okay, I have to like exactly. So it's like there was a lot of training, like practicing, yeah, speaking in the mirror. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, feel, I, feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. There was a lot of work that went into it. So. Okay, yeah. so yes, yeah, so like that's the that's the speaking um, aspect of yeah. your motivation. But you also have a book, yeah, called uh, called the process, which I have in my hand right now. And you know, b- before we start the podcast, and you showed me this, I was like, "Yo, this looks legit." <laughs> And like, the reason I, mean, I said a, that, yeah. I told him it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> it is legit. It's a book. <laughs> now, like, have you ever had it? Like, when your boy goes, "Oh yeah, I'm a rapper and all that," and like, like really and truly, like, they're not like they're just like a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, when you said like author, I was like, okay, like piece of paper kind of thing. <laughs> wow. But then, but then, then you showed <laughs> me this. Rate you, bro. <laughs> but then you showed me the book, and like, it looks like professional, and it is professional as well. And uh, one of the the chapters in the book that really got to me. But before I go into that, do you want to just quickly summarize what the book is about? Yeah, so the process is, like I said at the start, is a book to help you on your personal journey to becoming the best version of yourself. I believe that we can all be the best that we can be. But one thing we all have to do is go through the process. And we live in a generation where many don't want the process. Yeah, Yeah. Many want the flashy cars. Many want the big houses, the big jobs. But... They don't want to work on themselves. Mm. They don't want to learn how to not turn up late to work. <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah. want to learn 
skills that really get them to that promise. Mm. So it's it's really a book to based on my life and what I've been through uh, to get to where I am now on how you can work on yourself to be the best that you can be. Mm. Yeah. So as I was saying, like, I was looking at the table of contents and one that stuck out to me, a lot of them did, but one that stuck out to me was delayed gratification, good things come to those who wait. So me personally, I've been struggling with being patient. I'm always the type of guy that was like, he, I want everything now. I want to enjoy things as soon as I possibly can. But then what I realized is that, well, God taught me the hard way, <laughs> is that um, sometimes you just got to wait. Mm. Mm. Sometimes to show that when you're ready, you can enjoy it more. And also he showed me through like disappointment mm-hmm. that um, waiting is like the best form of kind of like enjoying delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about what you mean by that chapter? Yeah, delayed gratification is something which I, like you said, I personally experience as well because yeah. growing up as a child, it's like, yeah, I want it now. And it's funny, funny enough, as a young, when I was younger, I was quite impatient. Mm. So like you said, God did work in me. God did work on me. And I realised that the little gratification that I define in the book is the ability to put off what you want now mm. for the future in hope that getting in the future will bring you a great reward. Mm. So, okay, we're graduating now. I feel like there's a lot of pressure to have it, to be perfect, to have that dream job after graduation, yeah. to have that dream house, yeah. to have that car, to have that fancy lady on your arm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, there's this social media pressure so it's making all these young guys get into, go out there get into fraud because yeah if this guy's got it why can't I get it mm-hmm. so it's like no one's really trying to climb that ladder no one's really ready to put in that work no yeah, one's trying to patient it. Yeah. yeah so it's like the legal education is just understanding that it's okay to be where you are right now mm-hmm. it's not about having because if you find out that <clears throat> So if you find out that a lot, like a lot of people, that maybe are into fraud or something like that, yeah, those things don't last, yeah, because they don't have the ability to manage it. Mm, they yeah. don't have the mindset to manage it. So mm. I think that's why the process is mandatory because that will teach you how to manage it. Because when you get that car, I talk about cars a lot. Cause, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> when you have that dream car and you know, okay, yes, I did this amount of work. I started this business. I got this promotion at work, which got me this bonus. When you have that card, then you can cherish it, knowing that, yes, it's because of this that I got this. Yeah. So there's a process to that. That's right. That's basically what delayed gratification is saying. Very, very, very that's important really stuff good. there, that's man. really good. I feel like we need to know that stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like, especially now, literally you can get Amazon, you can get food delivered to your door, man. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's like, you know, you can do all your grocery shopping on Amazon. I'm like, mm. really, bro? Like, really? <laughs> you know that what I mean? True. That and, um, yeah, it's just like old, even now, like, you got your internet, like, banks now. Yeah. Like, uh, like you know, banks like Revolut and all that. that now starting to make, like, internet banks. Now Apple's, like, to descend to, like, you know, Apple card. And it's like, really, they're, like, making everyone sit at home. You know, but then everyone's, everyone's really just gonna sit at home mm. and hope. And, and I mean, if you sit at home, nothing's gonna happen for you. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly, hundred percent. You know, you need to you need to go out and actually do something towards like you know, for example, like us, me and you, is like how we have to get up. Like we can't just be like FaceTiming, like oh, let's do the podcast, yeah, bro. Actually. And then have, like you know what I mean? We actually have to like meet up and Behind like the scene, like the questions, yeah, the questions prepared. and all that, and like. Not not having like calling the people to come and do the yeah the, you know what I mean? behind the scenes like yeah. a lot goes on yeah mm. and so like 
you have to really trust the process and like delaying gratification is like a is a big one it's important man it's and like one. another thing that you um, that you talked about is something that me and Taz <laughs> um, <laughs> nearly every episode talk about which is relationships yeah um, <clears throat> are you the one that's mm. the that's the chapter title yeah how does that link to motivation it's it's very important because if you think about it this book is really trying to break down the principles of life into different chapters. Hmm. So think about it. The family's one of the key institutions to society. Many people who may be lost or who may be into something that morally may not be right, yeah. if you ask them, where did that start from? They could be like, my dad wasn't around. Mm. My mum left me. Yeah. So it all starts from home, and I talk about it in the book. So obviously a relationship, ideally, is to lead up to a marriage, mm. which lead up to a home mm. or that social construct of family so in terms of motivation it's really to help people to see that the right relationship starts with you Mm. and it's also a reminder that you have to work on yourself you have to be the best that you can be before you get into that relationship because we live in a generation now where people are looking for the right one but you have to become the right one yeah yeah like there's no point in you finding the right one if the right one doesn't get the right one. You mm, get what I mean? Exactly. They need the right yeah. one. <laughs> that one actually makes so much sense. It's like you have to be the right one. You have to be your own complete person. Because yeah. if two if two if two complete people meet, then I'm not saying it'll be perfect, but, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Right. So if you're incomplete, looking for someone to make you happy, like when you come home upset or let's say you have a bad day at work, you you take out your anger on them because they didn't make you happy. Yeah. But really and truly, you should know that. Okay, I may have had a bad day at work but because I'm complete because I don't need my wife to validate my emotions mm. or to make me feel happy I know I can be happy in myself mm. so it's it's relationships is definitely key like finding I wouldn't say there's one person that's up for you okay I don't believe controversial statement I don't believe that God um, made just one person out of this 7 billion people on this earth for you I believe there's a certain type of there's certain type of people mm-hmm. that can match you and your personality and where mm. you're going. And that you're attracted to. And that you're attracted to. Because obviously purpose is involved. A lot of things are involved in who you actually end yeah. up with. So essentially, it's there's not just one person for you. So you you should just focus on working on yourself. Yeah. And then when you're complete, you just realise that, hey, you're kind of cool. Let's yeah. kick it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it, you, you attract yourself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that, that's a that's a very good way of putting it. I guess so. Wait, if I got a question, like, because obviously, I know I know one question that people might ask you would be like, how do you, how would you know that you're complete? How do you know? I think it's a that is a very good question. I think being complete, it's it's not a thing of where you know you're complete. It's where your mind is at or where your state of mind. Because okay, if I was to ask you, so. Okay, I, I wouldn't make it too personal. So if I was to ask you, if you're with someone and this is a scenario of you not being yeah. complete. So if you're, if you're with someone, if you keep looking to them to make you happy or if you think someone else's happiness... Okay, if I was to ask you, do you think that someone else's happiness should determine your happiness? Oh, yeah, then I would say... Then obviously that person's not complete. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's a thing that if, when you're complete, you know that I am comfortable by myself... Mm. Mm. So it doesn't matter if this person wakes up tomorrow and says, I don't love you no more. Yeah. Or I don't want to be with you. You're like, okay, cool. 
If you don't want to be, be with me, that's fine. Obviously, it's going to hurt. Of course. I'm not saying... But you're going to bounce back. Yes, you're, you're going to bounce back. So that's when you know you're completing yourself. Yeah. You don't have to change who you are. Yeah. And yeah. being complete is like, you know you can be yourself around that person. You can act the way you want to act. Because mm. a lot of people, back to social media again, they're trying to like conform to, to the norms of power... Um, what's, what's the title? Power couples. Yeah. yeah relationship goals. goals. Yeah. Like... You are your own relationship, though. Mm, yeah, and so you should be as well. You should be. So being complete is it comes from the mind, the heart of knowing who you are. Nah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I also feel like not being dependent on your partner. Yeah, definitely. for like um, happiness, like you said, or other emotions comes a like plays a big part in terms of um, being complete in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, depending on God comes hundred uh, percent. And um, another chapter that you uh, that you talk about which I found like very interesting is um, the power of affirmations because a lot of people a lot of haters out there probably be like what? <laughs> like this guy talks to himself in the mirror or whatever like what's that about? Mm. so for the listeners could you just describe what um, affirmations actually are? alright so to get started I would just like to say to whoever, whoever may be listening and you are what you say you are mm. So what is wrong with you is not actually what is wrong with you. What is wrong with you is what you say is wrong with you. So why am I saying there's power in the tongue? There's power in what you say to yourself. So if I wake up every morning and I tell myself, I'm going to be the most influential speaker, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to be the most influential speaker. I like that. It doesn't matter what you guys tell me. Yeah. If I tell myself I'm going to be the most influential speaker and I believe it, Mm, it doesn't matter if people laugh at me Mm, because I know where I'm going so affirmations is developing your mindset your mindset to change the the self-limiting beliefs Mm. because growing up in our childhood obviously our parents are not perfect they might have raised up us in a certain way there's this thing called the poverty mindset which I believe affects a lot of um, um, Africans in that category yeah and it's like, uh, for example, washing up liquid. Does do your parents dilute the washing up liquid? They put water in it. They yeah. put water yeah. in it. Yeah. But if you look at the basics of that, what does that come down to? I like to be this a poverty mindset because, ah, oh, let's try to save this so we don't have to spend more to get more. I mean, to get more of that washing up liquid because we're trying to save money. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we think we won't have enough to be able to buy more. Obviously, that's just a minute, like... Mm. Um, scenario but it's just the mindset behind it right. and there's a way to change that it's through the power of affirmations right. so if i wake up and i tell myself i am going to be rich money and blessings are coming to me guess what the law of attraction is real mm. you start to attract things not not necessarily like money would just land in your bank account <laughs> overnight <laughs> yeah, of course. because that's that's there's a process yeah there's a process to it so it's like if if you tell yourself something every day you're going to attract things that make that will make that reality yeah. as long as you do your bit. Yeah, and it's a it's just affirmation, just a way of changing like self limiting beliefs, changing mindset, and it's a way of just being the best that you can be. I I, I fully agree with um, the law of attraction, which you said. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a common mistake that people might make with that is that they don't they don't put work into it. They mm. they say something like, "Oh, um, I want to be." the richest guy in Portsmouth or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then like yeah. they'd just be chilling playing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you can't do that. You have to put work. Exactly. Mm. You know, every action 
um, demands a reaction. Equal reaction. But yeah. I feel like I feel yeah. I think words of affirmation is really important, and um, especially like when you have conflicting thoughts. I feel like when, um, especially what I do is if I, I'm constantly replaying something that's negative. I'll say the opposite out loud, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how much I'm hearing this like negative thing. And the more I say it out loud, mm-hmm. I'm gonna believe what I'm hearing out loud. Definitely, you know what I mean. And um, I remember uh, when I was back home in Zimbabwe, I had to, I, well, I volunteered, of course, to preach at my at, at youth, right, at my youth group. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I've never, I've never had so like said so many words of affirmation in my life. <laughs> like, it was like, because I was like, because I, I was like so pumped up for God, you know, I just became serious about God and I'm like, you know, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I think on the day, I was like, damn, what did I get myself into? Like, wow. you know, I, I remember in the, in the, in, at home, I looked in the mirror because, oh, damn, I needed words of affirmation. I went to the, into the bathroom and I was like, you're amazing. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. Then I, then I got there and then uh, people were singing worship songs and I'm like, Oh damn! And then, I left, and then I left, and then I went to the bathroom again, and I looked in the mirror, and I was like, "Yo, you gonna kill this?" You gonna? Yeah, and I came back, right. you know, and and it worked out. It was really good. That's good. But I feel like, um, yeah, I, I think it's important to know also, like, that I think just because you're saying it out loud doesn't mean it's it's not gonna it's might lessen what's playing in your head. Sometimes you have to say it out loud even when the negative's coming out. Mm, the more you say, it, like, mm. you know, the more you believe what you're saying. Yeah, you know, and um, the whole thing, like, I've. I think my mom drilled that into me, like the power of like, you know, just the law of attraction and just like, yeah. um, uh, just like basically saying things into existence. Like even, power even like, um, even me and my brother be joking around. Like, uh, for example, we don't say me and my brother like we don't say oh, I'm dead, I'm dead. You know, how people yeah, like when people start that. laughing, they be I'm like, I'm oh, dead, yeah. I'm dead. I'm, me and my brother, I remember one time like. I'm dead. They were like, yeah, dead. And they were like, wait, wait, no, no, no. I repeat that the Exactly. My mom always does that. Every time I yeah. say something like dead or like, or like, uh, like something like I'm sick or mm-hmm. whatever. My, yeah. like, my mom's always like, don't, don't ever say that again. Yeah. And, and, and it makes sense because there is, like you said, power in the tongue. Power in the tongue. Yeah. Like, obviously saying I'm dead is not going to make you physically die. Yeah. But it's the, it's the little thing. So, yeah. okay, well, cool. You're saying I'm dead. Then, it's slowly altering your belief system. Mm. So when something tragic happens or when life hits you hard, you be like, I'm dead. And it's like, you give up and you don't want to put the work in. Right. So it's like, you got to speak life into yourself. Yeah, like, no, I agree. It's, yeah, the power of the tongue is so powerful. Like, words of affirmation is so yeah. important. That's important. And also, I, I think it's amazing how you can link words of affirmation to prayers as well. Because Definitely. I feel like they're very similar in terms of when you're when you're when you're saying a prayer, it's like you can't just say it and then expect it to happen. It's like faith doesn't come without works. Mm. You need to work towards what you're praying for if you can, obviously, mm-hmm. and then expect and believe. Mm-hmm. And then I know for a fact, like it will be fulfilled. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. Um, just to wrap up quickly because I know you gotta leave mm-hmm. soon. Um, I've got some motivational scenarios that I wanna. Shout your way. So um, the first one that I came up with is uh, it's your first ever interview. Yeah. Um, and you're really kind of shy in terms of like social interactions. So how would you overcome that? In- what? Okay. So first ever interview, you're shy in yeah. terms of interacting with other people. Yeah. I think that time, what I usually do anytime I go for a speaking engagement because everyone has nerves. Yeah. Deep breaths. Hmm. Breathing in through your 
obviously nostrils. Yeah. But you gotta make sure it fills your um diaphragm. So like obviously your stomach has to come out. So can we just try it? So <laughs> Okay, right. So like breathing. No, your chest shouldn't lift up, it should be like your stomach lifting okay, up. Okay. So breathing. Do you see the difference? Yeah. yeah. Then breathe out slowly with your mouth. So one more time. Release. You see, it makes a difference in terms, yeah. of, especially in speaking, because like, in, in an interview you will be speaking to people. So I think that's one technique which has worked for me. I feel calm, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, wow. I could talk for hours. Really? <laughs> Damn. Really? <laughs> Yo, let's read the process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think in that scenario, just calm the nerves because we're all human. Yeah. The, the thing is, the person interviewing knows you're human as well. Mm. If you slip up, say the wrong thing, it's all right. They're not necessarily looking for the right answer they're just trying to see if you fit into the culture of the yeah. company so deep breaths and just relax yeah I think like one thing also um, about interviews is that I feel like people um, might t- take things a little have to take things personally you know what I mean mm-hmm. like if you like if it doesn't go so well I mean like they're trying to find you know who they want and just because they might not see you as the one you know mm-hmm. it shouldn't like Take, you, t- you shouldn't really take a hit to your self-esteem or yeah, you should just know you know what um, I'm gonna kill it the next time yeah. and hopefully mm-hmm. they say me you shouldn't be like one of those like uh, like what's so bad about me like what, what did I do wrong you know what mm-hmm. I mean I feel like sometimes people can do that to themselves I'm just like it's an interview they're trying to find some an employee it doesn't mean you're whack it just means yeah. you're not suited for that particular exactly. job you know alright the second scenario is you've had a so you're about 16 years old um, or actually whatever age and you've had a crush um, on this girl for the longest time, but you've just never had the guts to ask her out. How would you go about doing this? I, I'll say just do it. I'll talk about practical tips, but I'll say just do it because on the other side of your fears is all you've ever wanted. Mm. So with this girl, you never know if you get her until you try. I'm gonna write that down. On the I, other side <laughs> of your fears is all you've ever, yeah, wanted, hey, all you've ever wanted. So how are you gonna know if you, if if you could get the girl if you don't try? True. And True. who knows? She might be feeling you as well. Yeah. And you know, obviously, the traditional ways, guys are meant to move to girls, girls are not yeah. meant to guys. Yeah. So so obviously, she might be playing it cool. But practical steps. Uh, you're shy. I think first get to know yourself. Hmm. Know if you're good with the jokes or not. Because yeah. some guys may not be funny. Yeah, yeah. And they'll try <laughs> bring up they'll try to play some joke and the girl's like, Who's this weirdo? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. know yourself. If you're a funny guy, go with the jokes. Mm. If you're a calm guy, find a place where you know okay it would be suitable to approach her. Mm. Obviously you might be in school, university, all of that. Just know yourself in terms of okay, cool. What are my skills? How can I? What am I strong at? Because yeah. for me personally, I know well, I am pretty funny, but I wouldn't go with the jokes to approach a girl she may not get the jokes yeah. you know what I'm saying so yeah just know your assets know what you bring to the table yeah. and just go with that that's good, good man yeah. no pick up lines please yeah like <laughs> I mean like if you're, yeah. if you're a funny dude then it could work with the pick up lines yeah, it could it could I mean like, well, like you said, know your assets get away with the luck kind of like. yeah. <laughs> alright last one before you head off um, how do you find motivation in terms of like waking up to be excited for the day ahead because I know for me, um, exam season, I used to wake up, nah, no motivation. <laughs> yeah, I used to be like, ah, nah. peak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a very good question, because just like you, exam season, it's, 
in a way, it's it's depressing. Mm. If I'm being honest, I went through the same feelings and emotion. I wake up like, oh god. Yeah. But it's like it has to be done. <laughs> like you've come this far, you can't give up. Yeah. And it was like a routine for me. So I wake up first thing. I read my affirmations, and in a way, that's subconsciously telling me, okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be amazing. God is good. Life is going to be good regardless of the challenges. Read my affirmations. Read the word of God. The two most important things in the morning. Hmm. Uh, I think that's important um, that you said read your affirmations, which means you've written down affirmations yeah. that you actually read every day. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's good to have like a place where you know, you've got things that you, 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 you know you have to believe in mm-hmm. and you've written them down. And so like when, when you're like kind of struggling and you're like, you, you can't remember, oh wait, but the things that I've written down Mm-hmm. That, that I feel like I want to be, and then you re- when you when you read those, it kind of like yeah, definitely, yeah. And like you said, you know how you, when you were about to preach and you had to repeat over yeah. yourself, like because life will hit you. Mm. You get down, you just have to tell yourself, yes, I'm gonna do this. Mm. And, and I realized during exam season, I had to talk to myself a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I had to talk to myself a lot because yeah. times of peak. It's <laughs> it's not easy. So I think in terms of motivation, I don't. I wouldn't say I wake up every morning you're like yeah. Let's get it. Like, I'm motivated today. I'm about to motivate the world. Nah, because I'm human. Mm, yeah. But you just have to draw that thing inside of you. You have to pull yourself out. You have to know that, especially with university. I made it through first year, second year, place me there. Finally, you think I'm going to give up now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, honestly. No chance. Mm-hmm. So it's like, know your why. Know why. Know what keeps you going. Know why you do what you do. Because yeah. at the end of the day, university is not the end goal. It's yeah. just the process yeah to the next stage of exactly. life exactly yeah so those are the things that kind of kept me going in terms of waking up in the morning i hear that man. motivation well I, I need to ask you a question um what do you think about things like um vision boards i think they're really good mm. i think they're very practical because i like with cars i i kind of do it mm. not that i have pictures of cars but it's like okay i've got a dream car but i'm not going to get that now so it's like, in my head, I've got a picture of my next one. Uh, so for me, it's like, okay, what can I do to get that next car? Because mm-hmm. I know right now, <laughs> with what I've got, I can't afford that next car. Mm-hmm. So it starts making me think, okay, cool. So if I get a job if I, with my business, if I can increase this, increase that, to make me more money, or money to be able to reach that next vision is helpful. So I think it's a way of visualising where you want to go. And yeah. if it could, it could be a house, it could be... Anything spiritually as well. Maybe you want to be a pastor, like you've preached before, so maybe that's a calling for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I think vision boards are really good. It's, right. it's, it's definitely something I would, I would recommend. Right. Then. You have to go now. I can squeeze in a few minutes. How long will I? Two, three? Yeah. Two, three minutes, yeah? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Um, if everything goes well for you in yeah. the next 10 years, where do you see yourself? Oof, that's a that's a big plan. I mean, that's a big question. Um, so I've got a five year plan. Okay, of course, of course. I started a five year plan when I was is twenty. It, is it a secret plan or? No, no, no. I'm going to talk about some aspects. You <laughs> 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 got you got to be transparent. You know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. So um, obviously, I got a five year plan. Gra- right now, graduating because um, I do accounting and finance. Nice. Um, want to be charged about twenty five which is um, qualified, so you have to do some exams to be charged by 25. So then, and in, in that time, I'm working on my speaking, 
you know, speaking gigs because these things like they, they, it takes time. Yeah. So the ideal goal would be to be the most influential speaker mm. and author from the millennial generation, and that is the first time I'm saying that loud. So wow. this is, this is hey, <laughs> you heard it first. first. Hey, Tazan is a show. Is show. So play this back in ten years. We'll do. Yeah, I'm gonna write this down. I'm <laughs> so that's the, that's something. The ultimate goal in my head, and it's gonna take time. Hey man, we're backing you all the way. Thank Honestly, you, appreciate bro. it. It's, it, it, it will take time, but that's the goal. Like I see visions of myself speaking to multitudes of people, mm-hmm. not just like in a conference room, just bigger than that. And like I said, it's the process. Maybe that's, that's it. Got like it. That's like it. And the process is on Amazon right now. <laughs> um, the Don't link. Cap it. The link will be at, <laughs> will be in the bio. Make sure you uh, you support the guy's vision, man. Thank you, appreciate and, uh, it. Get the book; it's a very good read. But yeah, it's been your boy Izzy. It's been your boy Ted. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you for having me. We'll catch you soon. Catch you later. All right, peace.